Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from Beyond Pricing. Founded by revenue management veterans from the airline and hospitality industries, Beyond Pricing is the world's leading revenue management software for vacation rental owners and managers. Listen in for the mid-episode break where you'll hear more about Beyond Pricing and how it can work for your business. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. I had a really rough week last week. Some of you who follow me on Facebook will know exactly why, and I will tell you about it. But what the week did for me was to highlight a number of areas that I haven't got emergency plans for. You know, things happen in life that might take you out of your normal way of working for a period of time. And if you haven't got things in place to take up the slack, you are going to be in trouble. So in this episode, I'm talking about some scenarios that you really need to plan for. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and super delighted to be back with you once again. First of all, I'd like to welcome Beyond Pricing for joining us as our major sponsor of the podcast. I've been watching Beyond Pricing for many years and I've been so impressed with the rate of their growth. So I'm super happy to have the opportunity to introduce Julie Brinkman, who is the CEO of Beyond Pricing, and have Julie come along each week of the podcast to answer one of my questions about Beyond Pricing, revenue management, etc. And this is going to be super interesting because I have a lot of questions. I don't know a huge amount about dynamic pricing or revenue management. So I'm going to get all those questions answered. So make sure you hang on in there till about the middle of the podcast when I will roll over to our major sponsor and ask a new question every week. So many of you who follow me on Facebook know that I had to say goodbye to my beloved Black Lab, Holly, last week. It was really tough. She was fit and healthy on the Friday, got a little bit sick on Saturday and rapidly deteriorated over the weekend. Unfortunately, it turns out that she had an aggressive tumour that had nudged up against her pancreas and created all sorts of of issues. Uh, And sadly, we said goodbye to her on uh, about five days later. I'm feeling better now, you know, when I've got so many friends out out there who have lost pets. You know, relatively recently, um, Megan McRae, I know, lost Miss June a while back. And Lance and Elaine Stitcher lost their beloved Fee fairly recently too. And, and I have other friends. So, I, you know, you guys know that it's, it's an odd feeling. You know, when, if you lose, it's, 
you know, we, we love our pets. And when they're gone, they leave just this gaping hole in our lives. So I've been feeling that. I mean, it's sort of waving, going through these waves of little bits of grief, but it is feeling a little bit better now. We do have another dog with us, our beagle, Maya, who is also 14 years old. Um, so I'm sure she's got a couple of couple of beagle years left in her. And we are, we are keeping her as happy as we can because she's a little bit lost too. However, what I wanted to talk about today was something that was brought to mind in this last week because I told Mike I was a complete mess. I couldn't put out the newsletter. I couldn't get my head into the right space to write my usual newsletter. So Mike stepped in, he did the newsletter, he did most of the show notes last week, which were a little bit uh, little bit shorter than usual. But I was so pleased that I had Mike to do that because I have been producing this podcast for the past seven years. I have not missed a single week. Actually, that is incorrect. I did miss one week and I can't remember why that was. That might have been last year in the mad dash to get back from Texas to Ontario. And um, Mike put out a rebroadcast of a very popular podcast. So, yes, I'm sorry. I have missed one week in the last seven years. But I have I had no intention of missing another one. So, fortunately, the, you know, the podcast was already prepared for last week and out it went. But very glad that I had Mike to step in. Now, if I hadn't been able to record that podcast, he would have also have stepped in and done one for me because he knows the style. He would have done a great job at it. And most of you, many of you might have been quite pleased to have a break from my voice, <laughs> maybe. But we have something in place. We had this in place. You know, if something were to prevent me from doing the podcast, then it would still go out. You know, the show would still go on. You think about shows, about plays, people get sick, you know, but they have understudies. And an understudy is the one that will go out with a moment's notice and take the place of the person who got sick. Now, maybe they won't be as polished Maybe they would forget a line or two, but they would still be in there doing that to the best of their ability because they had already learnt the lines. They had already known exactly how to move about on the stage. They would have, have, have had already had their costume fittings and actually they would probably have already been made up to go on stage. So today I'm talking about this. I'm talking about some different scenarios that we need to have understudies for to ensure that should we go sick or should something untoward happen that takes us out of the frame unexpectedly, that the show will still go on. And in addition to that, you know, other things, other things happen. You know, even if you're fully in place, other things happen that can knock you for six. You know, think about the, the pandemic and lockdowns. I mean, we've been through this over and over again. You know, out of the blue, it's like, well, we are going to lock down this area again and cottage rentals are cancelled. It's happened twice in the past three months where we've had to close everything down again, cancel all our bookings, refund all our guests, and then a week later, it's opened up again. 
But we have a plan in place. We know exactly what to do if the province issues another lockdown. There's going to be no surprises. It's not going to be left to the last minute to make decisions. We're not going to be left scrambling. So I've got a few scenarios I'm going to go through. I mean, the first one is, of course, if you fall ill or worse, if somebody in your family passes away. And you may think that, you know, the show must go on regardless. But it's odd what, you know, bereavement does to you. Everybody grieves differently. Everybody has different levels of bereavement. However, it can impact your thinking. It can make your brain go fuzzy and you're doing your normal job and then suddenly find yourself in a puddle of tears on the floor. So you have to have an understudy in place or at least plans in place for anything that you would have to do that maybe you would not feel like doing if something like that occurred. You have to have a backup, somebody who knows the system, somebody who can troubleshoot the software, who knows who to contact, who knows how to deal with the people that you would normally deal with. So we have done this within our business and we've, we've done it you know, over time. We've realized that you cannot have one person in your business that knows absolutely everything and doesn't have an understudy. Somebody that can take over in an emergency and allow the business to carry on relatively seamlessly without you. And when I say without you, it's not necessarily you. It might be somebody in your business, one of your staff that knows a particular system, that knows it inside and out. Yet if they were taken out of the frame for any period of time, who would step in and manage that system? For example, in our business, our office manager, Sandra, she's our bookkeeper. If anything happened to Sandra, then we do have a backup in the form of an outside bookkeeper. But Sandra also knows our property management system inside and out. She knows how to get the reports. She knows how to manage the system. She understands the reservations, how everything knits together. And for a while, we didn't have a backup for Sandra. So when she did get ill, and this was several years ago because we've been with this software for for quite a while, when she did get ill, we were left floundering. And that's when we first realised that we had to do this. We had to have that understudy. So we trained up. In fact, we have two or three people now who could step in. And then between them, they could probably manage anything that went down. And certainly they would know who to contact at our PMS, at uh, at their headquarters. So we have understudies for our Touchday platform. My husband, Phil, is the one that manages Touchday. He knows that inside and out, but he has an understudy who can still enter things into the content hub and make adjustments when necessary. For myself, I write blog posts. I have huge familiarity with the with the WordPress dashboard. And I can go into a blog post and fix a typo within a minute or two. So I need to make sure that I have somebody else who can go and do that if I'm not available. And in fact, you know, last week when I was not feeling great and not really 100% on the ball, my understudy was able to do those things. 
So the other thing that we have created is a staff handbook. And we've done that on the Touchday platform. Really, really happy with the way that has worked out because we now are uploading Loom videos showing step-by-step what to do in different situations. For example, if a change has to be made in our property management system, some, something in the back end, then Sandra has does, done a couple of Loom videos, very short ones, that show step-by-step how to do that. In the staff handbook, we've got lists of all the crucial things that someone would need to know in case someone was ill or unavailable. So any new person coming on board, and we, we actually have a new member of staff coming in next week, and we are building the staff handbook. And this is very helpful if you do have a new member of staff coming on board and you want to start this because you know exactly what that new person needs to know. So we in the staff handbook, we have a list of contacts for everybody that we work with. So Realtek, that are our website um, developers, they created our website and we are in contact with Realtek probably two or three times a week. Something comes up on the website, we want to change it. I know in my head what that email address is for support, but not everybody else does. And that is just the simplest thing to make one list of all your contact numbers for everybody and put it in a staff handbook. So those are the first two really is, is always have a backup, always have an understudy, somebody who can help the show go on without you. And then secondly, creating a staff handbook, you can do that manually. You can have a paper handbook or do it online. As I say, we use Touchday because we are Touchday customers and understand the system. But you could also use Google Drive and put everything in a drive folder. Free, of course, that's always helpful. And make sure that everybody in your business has a connection with that folder. So the next scenario, and this would would affect everybody a little bit differently because you may have cleaning staff in-house. You may do your own cleaning and changeovers and inspections. What would happen if your cleaner did not turn up to a property? You know, you've got five or six hours between changeovers. And on that morning, you get a call saying, as we did last year, a call saying that the cleaner going into a property had had a road accident and she wasn't badly injured, but she wasn't able to get there. And that sent us into a flat spin because we don't have the capacity to find a backup quickly. So our backup in this instance was the owner to go to the owner and say, you know, your cleaner has not turned up. Are you able to go to the property and do that changeover? For those of you who know our business, you know that we have a very different relationship with our owners and their caretakers and their cleaners and maintenance people. So it's our owners who hire those services and then we manage them. So we have very close relationships with our owners. And in this instance, the the owner was able to get into their car and drive three hours, get to the property and do that uh, that changeover. So my situation is perhaps very, very different from, from the way yours would be. But it's just important to know what would happen in that scenario. What would you do? 
if you got the call to say that somebody who was going out to do some cleaning or some maintenance was not able to turn up? Who's the understudy? And certainly, once you've got that understudy, making sure that everybody knows who that understudy is. So we, we keep all this information in our property management software in the owner files so that, or in the property files so that anybody can go in there and find out you know, what the alternative is should somebody not turn up. But just have a think about it. You know, what would happen? What would you do? And this is, all, this is what emergency planning is all about. It's about saying, what am I going to do? if this situation occurs. And before that, you've got to think about all the crazy situations that could happen. For those of you who've been to some of my presentations or perhaps listened to some of these podcasts, and I've talked about my goose story. The day a guest called and said a goose had died on the lawn of the property. You know, all our properties are waterfront. We have a lot of geese, Canada geese, and they make one heck of a mess on lawns. Occasionally, they die on a lawn. And we had a call from the guest to say that this goose had died on the lawn and they were traumatised. Their children were traumatised and nobody could go out of the house. They could not go out in the backyard. They wouldn't even go out in the front yard and get in their car and drive to a coffee shop, which is what we suggested. We'll pay for your coffee. We'll pay for your breakfast. Just go out. We'll get somebody in to uh, clear up the goose. But no, they were too traumatised to actually leave the property. So they closed all the curtains and they stayed in and phoned us every 15 minutes while we scrambled to find somebody to clear up the goose remains from the lawn. Unfortunately, the handyman that was normally available for the property was in the city on that day. He had an appointment in the city. He had gone, hadn't told anybody where he was going. So when we found him, he was in a hospital waiting room in Toronto. So no, he could not go and get the goose off the lawn. And we spent most of the day trying to find somebody, eventually getting in touch with, uh, with somebody locally that, uh, that we knew, who said, no problem, I will get out and go and clear up this goose from the lawn. And when he got there, in fact, the raccoons had been at it, so there, there wasn't much remaining. But super unhappy guests. And that certainly prompted us to have a much longer list of people to call, people who would pop out in an emergency and deal with that situation. So this is, you know, this is about knowing who your emergency providers are. So you need to know, you know, plumbers, who are the plumbers and who are the understudy plumbers? And it's not good enough just to get in touch with a plumber when you have an emergency. For those of you who have tried that, particularly in, in the last year or so, plumbers won't go, and certainly in our area, plumbers will not go out to anybody who is not a customer. You can't just call and say, hey, I just found you on Google and I'd like you to come and fix this because if you're not a regular customer, it's unlikely they're going to come. Uh, certainly not give you the 24-hour service that, that you might be looking for. So that is part of the emergency planning is, is getting out and talking to these people and saying, hey, look, you know, we, we'd like to use you in case of an emergency. We'd like to hire you in an emergency. What can you do for us? And go meet them, talk to them, tell them what sort of business you are and make sure that you have a good relationship with them. Same goes for maybe somebody to empty a septic tank, to fix a hot tub at short notice. 
yet again, another list. Make a list of all the emergency providers that are available to you and connect with them. Don't leave it to the last minute to say, hey, I need your services immediately because you could be in a bit of a pickle, as my mother used to say. If an emergency happens and they're just not interested in coming out and helping you out because they don't know you. So welcome back to another break here in the Vacation Rental Success podcast. And it's me again, Mike Bayer, joining you to talk a little bit more about Beyond Pricing. We will be joined by the team from Beyond Pricing next week. Uh, We're just putting some questions together and and getting their answers. And uh, we're going to be recording that over this week and uh, and getting you some uh, some good feedback from the company in terms of exactly what it is that they can do for your business. But I can talk a little bit about what I know is is that Beyond Pricing just really maximizes the revenue for owners. And I think that's the, the biggest key to their platform is, you know, you're going to be missing out on the ability to change your pricing, um, especially when you have multiple properties on the fly. Um, and I think that's a really important part of what Beyond Pricing does is it takes away another piece of that puzzle in your vacation rental business where you don't have to worry about you know how you compare to other property management or, or um, agencies in your area, how you're comparing to other businesses in your area, because Beyond Pricing will do this for you and give you the right price, like the most competitive and comparable price that you can get um, in this ever-changing re- vacation rental space. Um, so the, the, the pricing software automatically updates rates every single day using real-time occupancy data. Um, and this is captured, um, you know, looking at local demand peaks, um, you know, what pricing is changing each night and perfectly um, kind of compares your property and, and your and all of your properties to all the other businesses in the area. Um, as you probably heard in the top of the episode, you know, this uh, Beyond Pricing was created by, um, you know, from the sophisticated dynamic pricing models that are used by the major airlines um, and the, the the founders of Beyond Pricing have come from those businesses and realized that you know this is a huge need for the vacation rental space so you know it was quite an easy um, an easy jump from the airline industry to the vacation rental space to be able to develop this kind of software um, to ensure that we, you know you're being competitive and, and not leaving anything on the table so thanks for joining us for this little break um join us again next week where as i said we're going to be asking the team at beyond pricing uh, about more of the specifics of the platform and how it can help owners and property managers alike so here we are back again talking about different scenarios to plan for getting your understudies in for example And I want to talk now about something that has been a bit of a problem for us recently. My business partner called me the other day and said, the money trucks arrived again, backed up into somebody's driveway. Somebody got out, went to the homeowner and said, hey, I've got a truckload of money here and I want to buy your property. The market here is just crazy. Owners putting their properties on the market, getting multiple offers, way over asking You know, it's very, very heated. And we all have already seen a couple of owners who have succumbed to the appeal of the money truck. And for both of them so far, for both of these properties, we have a summer full of rentals, a summer full of rentals where there are no alternatives to offer right now. 
But it's not the first time this has happened. You know, we've had this happen in previous years. So we have a plan in place. So it's not a matter of saying, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? This property has just gone on the market. And it really doesn't matter. You might be thinking, well, don't you have a management agreement with these owners? Yes, of course we do. Of course we do. We have a clause in it that says they must honour the bookings that are already in place before they can sell the property. But when that money truck arrives, there's a lot, you know, it is loaded. And most owners are getting advice from their lawyers saying, you know, they may have to pay us the commission, but they're not going to have to pay much beyond that, which is fine. So we have, we know it's going to happen. So we have a contingency plan. A contingency plan covers, you know, what are we going to, how, how do we connect with the guests and tell them that their much longed for vacation in this property is now in jeopardy? And we really don't have an alternative for them. And then we let them know what we plan on doing. We have to make sure that all our contracts are up to date because those owners who are selling are going to immediately be asking for a copy of their contract that tells them that they are liable for the commission and that they have broken a clause in the contract. And, you know, we could take them to court if we really wanted to. So the plan also tells anybody who's dealing with this how to get the process going what order to do things in. There's letters already written, you know, email templates that they can use. So it is a relatively, not an easy, never an easy process, but it is a tried and tested one. And then all the time, we need to know what we can offer guests, what we have upcoming, so that anybody who's dealing with this will know what perhaps we have in the hopper, what new properties may be coming on board because we would then be giving these guests first refusal on an upcoming property. So we want to make sure our guests are not left out in the cold. I mean, we we do tell them that the property has been put up for sale. There's nothing we can do about it. And we are going to have to cancel their stay. And we give them the options, whether they just want a refund or Hopefully, we'll let them know of some upcoming properties that they may be interested in. We also have a very strong network with other agencies. And that is one of the other things we would do is is blast out to all the other agencies. We need to rehouse this family who had a vacation. We need to rehouse all these families who have vacations booked and can you help. So it it is a sequence of things. And it's already in place. It's just called a contingency plan. That's what you need to have in place. The next scenario is proposed changes in legislation. We're all familiar with these. We've just been hit with a new one, that uh, a sales tax, 13% sales tax, which has not been levied on short-term rentals in Ontario, is likely to be so in July of this year which means that every property that we represent, we're going to have to add 13% tax to that booking. We're putting things in place already so that once this legislation comes into force, if it does, because it's it's actually not confirmed as yet, but we're still going to have a plan in place should it happen. I mean, this means we have to put up all our prices by 13% because it's going to have to add that 13% tax on top. And there's all sorts of other ramifications of a change in legislation because with our sales tax, 
any business owner, any short-term rental owner whose income is more than $30,000 has to register to, to remit this tax anyway. So we do have a number of owners who are already remitting this tax. And then we have a larger number who are not because their income is under 30000 So there's a, yeah, I'm not even going to go there because you don't need to know all this, but it's all about getting plans in place. So a couple of other scenarios, weather-related incidents. Now, those of you who are in hurricane areas, then you know exactly. Sharon Mitchie uh, from Cottages to Castles in Sanibel. I know, Sharon, you have a hurricane plan in place. And many other property managers down in that part of the world, in Florida, in the Carolinas, Georgia, you will have these plans already in place. But you know, weather-related incidents are becoming more and more common. And just consider what happened in Texas just a few weeks ago with that incredibly cold weather, with the weather changing and the temperature going up and pipes bursting, boil water advisories, pretty horrendous in a state that's just not used to those sorts of weather conditions. Now, I'm betting that there were a lot of people scrambling there, a lot of managers scrambling to figure out what to do with their guests who are dealing with these things. How are you going to manage refunds? How are you going to manage rebates? What power was off? People were no doubt complaining that they were not able to use facilities while the power was off. You know, is it a natural disaster? Which, yes, it was. But if you don't have that outlined in your terms and conditions, you're going to have to make something up pretty darn quick to <laughs> to explain to guests what your policy is. So I'm suggesting that wherever you are, even if your weather is the most benign and nothing ever happens, as Justin Ford says, you know, Nothing does ever happen until it does. So the whole business of emergency and contingency planning is about thinking about the things that you probably will never experience, things that will probably never happen until they do. So we have, we have plans in place. It's actually built into our terms and conditions about snowfall in winter. And if snowfall blocks a road or stops people leaving a property because they can't get out of it because of snowfall, will they be charged for an extra night? What would happen in the case of a power outage in a property that was snowed in? So people are very, very cold and you can't get to them by car. In those circumstances, we have to know somebody who can get into a property on a snowmobile and perhaps evacuate guests out of there. So you've got to go to all these lengths to think of maybe the most extreme things that could possibly happen and then just write up a policy or procedure to deal with it. So weather-related incidents then could be cold, it could be you know, extreme heat, what happens in an extreme heat event and there are power outages and the AC goes out, fire-related incidents, wildfires, what are you going to do, what, what's the evacuation plans, etc. Contingency planning is all about thinking about things that may occur. Not things that actually will occur, but things that may occur. And this really, think about if you've got some quiet time, taking your team away and doing some brainstorming 
some real solid brainstorming and letting them come out with every known scenario under the sun and not judging anything, just coming up with a plan for it. I mean, who would have imagined a pandemic? We wouldn't. Did anybody, any of you have a pandemic plan in place? We did to a certain degree because we'd had SARS way back in 2000, 2003, I think, which hit Toronto and we got caught a little bit short. We were at the very beginning of our business, so we didn't have many properties, but we had a couple of owners who wanted to go and stay, get out of the city and stay in their properties that were already occupied by guests. And that was a, that was a difficult one to manage. A, because we were very new in the business and B, because we had no plan in place. You know, how do you evict guests who are there for a week because the, the owners are driving up there? So we learned a lot from that and did have some some plans in place f- when this pandemic arrived. But have a think, you know, how, how prepared were you for it? What would you do if a guest called and said, there's bed bugs, they're crawling everywhere, I'm covered in bites? Do you have a plan? Do you have something that goes immediately into action? We had one of these calls last year. Guest called and said, there's bed bugs in this property. I haven't been bitten, but I can see them because they're crawling. <laughs> oh my God, what? I, I don't think you can actually see bed bugs crawling unless you have a huge infestation. However, the guest was absolutely convinced. We have a plan in place for bed bugs. We know that we get a pest controller out. One of these providers that we've already talked to, we're able to get somebody out within about two hours. Bearing in mind that this property is three hours from the city, so we were able to get a a more local pest controller out to the property. You won't believe what these supposed bed bugs were. They were tiny little fibres from a blanket, tiny, tiny fibres from a new blanket that had been put on this bed. And when the guest pulled the cover back, these tiny fibres were on the sheet. And she swears she could see them moving. Yeah, we won't go into that one, but she she really did say, I can see, I can see them, they're moving, they're wriggling. Now, for anybody who's seen a bed bug, you know they don't wriggle. So we, we knew anyway it wasn't bed bugs, but it doesn't matter. They'd made that claim it could have been a lot more serious in terms of a claim if we hadn't had a system in place to get somebody to go out. So do you have a bed bug plan? Do you have that plan in place that will get set into action the moment somebody calls and says there are bed bugs? What happens if there actually are? How do you deal with that? How do you d- you can't just put those guests into another property because if they if there are really are bed bugs, then they're going to be carrying them in their luggage and they're going to be taking them from place to place. So you could infest another property. So we have a very solid bed bug plan in place. Um, it's only ever been used once. We did have bed bugs oh, seven, eight years ago in a property and we were able to implement that plan immediately and it worked really, really well. Breakdowns of essential services, power outages. Do you have a power outage plan? Do you have a policy when somebody calls and says, you know, the power's gone out, it's been out for, for, for half an hour, what sort of refund are you going to give me? We have one of those. And it's actually written into our terms and conditions that we we have a lot of power outages in our rural areas. In the summer, big storms come in, take out the power, sometimes for four, six, eight hours. We don't do any refunds 
for power outages of less than 12 hours because they're so common and we tell people that these these things will happen and we are prepared for them so you know crank radios and flashlights and it's just part of vacationing in cottage country one of the things that happens when a power outage is that the water pump stops so they have to haul water from the lake to pour in the toilet bowl to flush it but after 12 hours we we don't expect them to put up with that so so we after 12 hours they have options they can leave, in which case they will get uh, money back for the remaining time of their vacation. They can stay the course. I mean, we have a fairly robust power outage reporting online, so we can usually see where power is out and when it's going to come back or when it's uh, when it's scheduled to come back. So we do keep people informed. Um, sometimes power outages can go on for up to two or three days. And we've had guests who have roughed it happily, for those two or three days, they've enjoyed every minute of it. Most places don't have generators. But we have to deal with every guest differently and allow them to make their own choices as to what they want. But we do give them those choices. Uh, and we have that because we have that plan in place. So there you go. There are a number of different scenarios that you can plan for. The sort of scenario where you or one of your staff goes sick really important to have plans in place so that somebody else can can understudy can take over from them and deal with anything that should arise the other scenarios that are, are more out of your control you know people not turning up the cleaner not turning up knowing who the emergency providers are so that if something occurs at a property that requires a plumber or an electrician or someone to get a dead goose off a lawn that you actually have somebody there that can do it, somebody that you can call on. And then there's those scenarios that are going to happen, you know, when the owner puts their house up for sale at a moment's notice and you have to scramble to rehouse the guests and then changes in legislation, weather-related incidents, things like bed bugs and breakdowns and power outages. So I hope I've given you something to think about here, something to think about maybe in these, these quieter months of the spring to get all your systems in place, to think about creating a staff handbook, to think about getting your staff together somewhere and doing some contingency planning. And you know, it's it'll be comforting for you as a, an operator or a manager to know that you have all these things in place should something take you out unexpectedly. However, it's also very comforting for your staff to know this as well because if they're relying on you or on some particular person to do one particular job it can really have a a lot of knock-on effects if there's nothing in place for business to carry on in their absence. So I hope that's all been helpful. I last did an episode on emergency management and emergency planning. I think it was episode um, VRS224. I'm going to put a link to that as well. Probably there are things in that episode that I haven't covered in this one. But every so often, I like to do this episode on emergency planning because I think it's something that we we don't think is fun to do and it gets put to put on the back burner. Uh, I want you to put it up front get your emergency plans in place, get everything ready and prepared for something unexpected to happen and you will be in a much better place for it. 
Okay, that's it for me for this week. Super happy to have been with you. Super happy to have welcomed Beyond Pricing as our new sponsor. And you'll be hearing from them a lot over the next few weeks. So until next week, folks, enjoy the spring. I will be with you again very soon. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by Beyond Pricing. For more information and to connect with the Beyond Pricing team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash beyond hyphen pricing. Or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.